Hello, Dr. Lara May here, and before we get started with the podcast today, I wanted to take a moment to let you know about a new program I'm offering and the free live private training that I'm going to be giving to introduce you to it. So head on over to drlaramay.com forward slash program to learn all about the Sacred Self Gut Restoration Group Coaching Program that I'm offering. It's a nine-month group coaching program that incorporates energy healing with functional medicine and gut healing. There is no other program out there like it that combines both modalities together, and you get me live every week to help you and support you through your healing journey and to help figure out what's coming up for you that's preventing you from having lasting change. So again, head on over to drlaramay.com forward slash program to apply for the live private training. And I look forward to seeing you there. The next private training I'm offering is September 28th. And you'll get all the details on my website. So just head on over to apply. It's really easy. Just quick two questions plus your contact info. You'll get all the details. I look forward to helping you restore your gut balance and your entire life with energy medicine and functional medicine in this amazing and fun program. See you there. Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to another episode of Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and today I have with me Kelsey Acorn, a certified breathwork facilitator through Clarity Breathwork and a certified integrative health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And she's also a Reiki master practitioner through the Asui lineage certified through Stand and Vibe Community. I'm sorry, Stay and Vibe Community in LA. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome. Hi, Dr. Lara. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So with all my guests, I love to start and hear your story and how you got started and what brought you to the work that you're doing today. So it seems like you're doing a lot of good things with food and breath work and Reiki. So what brought you to this culmination now? Mm, yeah. Um <laughs> I don't even know where it's so hard to even <laughs> know, figure out where I want to begin with this. But I mean, essentially I've been, it's been my life path. It's been, I think since the day I was born, this is what I'm destined to do. It's my passion. It's my purpose. It's what brings me joy every day. And, you know, it all started in high school. I, I went on to become a nurse for college and I found out really quickly that nursing, as much as I as respect and appreciate and love all nurses, it wasn't for me. It was more sick care and I wanted to get into healthcare and prevention and control of disease, right? Get to the root of it. So that's what sparked me to then go into functional medicine and integrative nutrition and become a health coach where I worked alongside natural doctors like yourself and did people's health plans and 
all that good stuff. But when we're talking like integrative nutrition, we're talking more the circle of life. As I'm sure you know, it's not just diet and exercise and fitness. It's Mm -hmm. more of, you know, you are what you consume, Mm -hmm. what you read, who you surround yourself with, what you do. Right. Not just what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, as time went on, I said, you know, this is really great, but I want to get to, I want to go deeper. (laughs) How can I, how can I go deeper? And I've always just been someone that wants to experience and live. And because of my own traumas in my past, um, I got led to plant medicine, ayahuasca in more specifically, and aboga and psilocybin. And that is where I got introduced to breath work. And I had no idea what breath work even was, which is hilarious because I mean, I think we should all need to know what breath work is. It's what, it's what keeps us alive every day. But I, I, yeah, I went to ceremony and ayahuasca and I sat with the medicine and breath work was there four days of the seven to really integrate. And it changed my life. It, it literally changed my life. It rewired everything. I was going through a lot at that time, a lot of grief, a lot of loss, a lot of pain, a lot of betrayal and hurt, all those things. Mm-hmm. Unprocessed until up until this experience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it really helped me to like surface and release, which is the beautiful thing about breath work, right? Surface mm-hmm. and release. Yeah, I think that's, I feel like this is so integral to so much of what you do and what I do, and so many of us in general, the in in this industry, or maybe not even this, but this wing of healthcare, if you so to speak, is uh, really helping people process those past emotions. Some of them trauma, some of them not but just where they've buried those emotions in their body. And this is something that I'm also diving deeper with, with my clients is, you know, your dis-ease is manifesting in your body in a certain place for a reason for you to, it's giving you this opportunity to sort of excavate what's down there and what has been sort of, um, cooking, so to speak, for <laughs> since you want to use that metaphor. And now it's yes. bubble, bubbling over. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Great point too. That like just sparks my interest in, which then now with Reiki in an energetic standpoint, right? Like with our chakras and our meridians. And I like to say like, energetically, we hold a lot of guilt and shame and burden in the shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. why a lot of us have back pain mm-hmm. or in yeah. our root chakra, which is why we have lower back pain. And this is where we have our diseases and that is where they're surfacing and inflammation from an energetic standpoint, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Okay, so keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no I just I'm had done. to say, I'm yeah, done. right on. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I'm, I'm done. I, uh, long story short, I, I, I wanted to add, I, I, I love health coaching and integrative nutrition, but at the end of the day, no one wants to be told what to eat. And I want to go dive deeper into the root of the cause, which is always trauma birth and childhood related and breath work, clarity breath work in particular really deals with that. And then of course, Reiki and everything that I do with energy healing, it's like, you know, once you're kind of in this energy healing and alternative holistic realm, it's like all the modalities just kind of mesh together to do a whole body holistic healing approach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you said nobody wants to be told what to eat. So. <laughs> they don't. They I'm really also don't. <laughs> a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I love the everything that we learned there and the platform, but I don't think that they really prepared us for... <laughs> 
for that aspect of, you know, people come to you and they want your help and then you tell them what to do. And they're like, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) And it goes to a reason of like, okay, well, you know, okay, we'll stop eating dairy, gluten, whatever we figure out. It's, you know, same thing, different patient really. Um, but then there, it goes to like something so much deeper than, well, I don't want to eat it. Well, why though? Why? Like, yes. You know, why don't you have that willpower? Why don't you feel like you're worthy enough to be better? Or there's always like a limiting belief behind there that breath work and Reiki and all these other modalities can really get to the surface of, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I found too. And I was a Reiki practitioner before I came to IIN and I always knew I wanted to integrate the two together, but I didn't know how or what that was going to look like right away. And then, you know, the more people I worked with, like you said, <laughs> I love that. Nobody wants to be told what to eat. They really and, don't. No, but in, and, and then, but then it becomes a question, are they willing to ask the questions to get to that underneath why? And so there's, I mean, and everyone, you have to, you don't have to, but ideally we meet our clients where they are. And so if hopefully they're ready to start asking those questions because I think that's also really what a health coach is there for is to not only tell you what to eat, but to ask the questions and help you start even like, even if it's just that mustard seed of awakening of, because maybe you never thought, (laughs) right? (laughs) Maybe you never even thought about, oh, why don't I have willpower? Or why do I always gravitate to this food when I want to emotionally soothe? Or, you know, it's those things. It's like, okay, you know, now it's time. If you're seeking out a health coach, then hopefully that health coach is asking you those questions. And then you're having ahas and uh, realizations And then maybe, maybe not like with you and I, then we have the tools to help those clients emotionally and energetically really start to unpack and process and heal. And if your health coach is not in that modality, then I would say your next step is to find that person. And I'm not saying abandon the health coach, but like add that to your team, to your healthcare team, to your team of experts, because I'm sure you can also agree that that this is really where the lasting results come from. Like, yes, you can change your diet and yes, it will heal your inflammation. But if you don't get to the root, which is really that energetic and that emotional, then you eventually will find yourself back in the cycle again and probably more frustrated than before. Like I spent all this money on blah, blah, blah. And and I'm right back where I was before. WTF. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. FML. It's more than a diet. It's a lifestyle. And yeah, it's so, so our relationship with food directs like, and correlates directly with our relationship with ourselves and our relationships with ourselves stem from birth and childhood, right? What happened to us? Mm-hmm. What happened to you is it's why we overeat or undereat or feel like we have to control what we eat, right? It's all, it's all correlates. Yeah. And what I've started to realize is, I mean, you know, a lot of it's family stuff, but not all of it. I mean, some of it, so much of it is cultural. So much of it is like ancestral things that we were not, that not, it's kind of like a funny combination of consciously, but unconsciously taught at the same time, you know, certain things that 
maybe your grandmother or your church or, you know, your school or wherever you grew up in the world, these things that are just part of, quote, the way we grow up. And we don't realize what an effect they have on our self-worth, on how we're told, like how much power we have over ourselves, over our bodies, over our minds, over our choices. And even simple things like, and I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Lipton lately. So this is like really front front of (laughs) of mind for me is this whole dogma of your genes control your fate when it comes to your healthcare. And that's simply not true. And even without the context of Bruce Lipton, we know that's not true, even though it's still something that is taught in medical school and pharmacy school and nursing school. And so it's like, oh, well, this person in your family had diabetes. So you're, you're going to have it. Well, not necessarily. You, you have choices and those choices could really, you know, project you in a completely different direction. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me, I don't know, take me through like a quintessential, I guess, healing program with you? Like, is it, is it super bio-individual or do you have like a core framework that you work from? I love that you use bio-individual too. That's so integrate. <laughs> that's so integrative nutrition. <laughs> I mean, I'm hitting all the keywords today. <laughs> it is, it is very bio-individual. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like before I work with someone, I actually do a two, well, 20 minute discovery just to see if we're the right fit for each other. And if we are like our, our first session is two hours of literally getting to know each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like to work with clients for at least 10 sessions, 10 weeks essentially, mm-hmm. but that's minimum. Healing is a process. It's lifelong and we go deep. <laughs> we go really deep in these mm-hmm. sessions and I meet them specifically where they're at that week. Mm-hmm. You know, what came up from this week? Yeah. Every, yeah. every week is different and I incorporate whatever they need the most, whether it's breath or breaky, just listening, holding space. Mm-hmm. So let me, let's dive into the breath work because I think I've only had one other breath work facilitator on the show and we like very, like very briefly touched on it and you are specifically through the clarity breath work path. So tell us what that is and how, and sort of like give us an idea of, of what that looks like. Okay. Yeah. So breath work is, there's so many different ways that we can do breath work. And I know so many amazing breath work facilitators, but they're also different, right? So with clarity breath work specifically, we are a more like feminine style of breath, very conscious, connected, circular, and gentle. The breathing process takes about an hour, but we like to do a lot of intuitive talk therapy, even somatic experiencing, which is a lot of feeling in the body. Where's the pain being held? Let's release it through the breath. We talk quite a lot through the emotions and through the feelings and things that are coming up. We can call in guides. We can call in past lives. We can call in you know, loved ones that have passed away and crossed to the other side. There's a few of us that have that ability. I do with my Reiki. You know, it's deep. It's emotional compared to other breath where people always, when they, before I see a client, they're like, is this like Wim Hof <laughs> or is this holotropic? Because those are the ones that are like the most common, right? And yeah. I'm like, it's actually probably like the most indifferent thing imaginable. Like think opposite of that is what mm-hmm. I cheat is what I walk you through. Cool. Yeah, I think creating like safe connection, validating emotional experience, empathizing with those emotions, 
reliving the wounds, setting limitations and boundaries, and then transcending the trauma. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that when we talk about, so for me, when I work with, cause I am not a trauma therapist specifically. And I know, you know, especially with different types of trauma, it can be, you really need like a, a very expertly trained clinician for certain types of trauma. So for me, I like to help my clients sort of energetically get to the root and, but without reliving it. And so I was going to ask you, like, especially with the, I know sometimes plant medicine can be very uh, visceral. And I know obviously like once you're, um, I don't know how else to say, but like in it with the plant medicine, the the facilitator, I don't know how much, they don't really have that much control over the, the client or patient experience, do they? Like in terms of like lessening or. Yeah, no, the medicine is the teacher, right. not the facilitator, right. not, <laughs> not the mentor, not the guy. The medicine is your teacher and we are just there to hold space yeah. and assist with that medicine, right? Yeah. The breath work though is, is absolutely fundamental and key for preparation mm-hmm. and integration. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I would come in in, some, in a situation like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that though, you're not doing clarity breath work, which is like what I do. Right. And I oh, work okay. mainly one-to-one with women, like with, with, if you're going to do plant medicine, which I, and I'm also certified in other modalities too, but when right. I'm working one-to-one, it's clarity, but no, you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing Wim Hof dynamic fire okay. breath because you're getting prepared for the medicine. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so like, I want to talk a, a little bit more about the somatic experience too, because I'm not sure a lot of people are familiar with that. So can you tell us again, from your perspective and how you work with clients, what that looks like and what maybe someone could expect? Somatic experiencing is kind of what I was brought up and touched on a little bit earlier with like with the Reiki part of it right people be like oh like when they're breathing I'm like what's moving for you what's going on I have this pain in my left abdomen okay well now your intuition's heightened we've turned on the vagus nerve through this breath work ask yourself what what is that what is in the left abdomen and you know everyone's so different depending on where they're at and what's actually happened to them but sometimes with the somatic experiencing process they can go back to some where or something or a relationship that happened. And that is where they are storing that emotion. Mm-hmm. Do you want to maybe elaborate for me, Dr. Lara? Like what, what you believe when I say that is? No, no, no. I think that you're clear. So you essentially like you are um, sort of, let's like, get, maybe let's put it into context. So I come to you and I say, like you just said, like, I have this pain in my abdomen. I've been doing all the food things that you said for me to do. <laughs> so so what what else could it be you know and so then I imagine you take them through probably like you know a meditation slash Reiki session but it's so I think this is important too because this is also how I work with clients is is you're not completely in deep meditation the whole time oftentimes it's more like a dialogue so you're in a conscious meditative state in a state of awareness where you can converse and like you said tune in and the thinking brain gets turned off right the ego is quiet (laughs) the intuition's on which is very doesn't normally happen unless you're in those states of mind and it's very rare right right and I and also too I think with the Reiki that we have the 
not ability, but the privilege, or I don't even know if that's the word either, but the way that, you know, when we work with Wiki, we call in our guides, our angels and the masters and the healing team of the client. And so while, you know, we're asking the client to sort of tune into their body and tell us what's happening and what's coming up for them, there's also this, uh, if you want to think of it like um, an extra dimension around you, sort of like your like your aura or outside your aura of your guides and your team that show up to help you. And they want for your highest mm-hmm. good to bring forward what to help you remember. So it doesn't necessarily have to be reliving the trauma, but an awareness about it that's going to help you move through it and... And process it. Yes, and re- yes, and, thank you. And really, and, <laughs> and really, and the whole point of, the whole point of, like, in a sentence, I guess, in a poor sentence, but the whole point of clarity breath work is, it's like a talk therapy, right? But talk therapy, they're coming up with all these new studies and these cases that it actually can be really triggering, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's like what you said, they're just reliving. They're just mm-hmm. talking about it. Okay, well, what the heck next? I'm just telling you about what's happened to me over and over again, which is, it's very helpful and healing for some people, but for most people, they're finding it's not. They need to release it from these cells to prevent this disease from inflaming the body and causing more stress and disease, right? And the right. breath work, you're actually exhaling that literally out of your tissues and your cells at the core cellular level. Yeah, I like what you said earlier about creating a safety and a safe space and it's and soothing. And so I think that's also again like so important especially when we're processing even sadness or heartbreak or you know any of these other things that can be detrimental when we carry them with us through the years and you know because it puts us into these cycles whether it's like a relationship cycle like why do I always like gravitate towards these type of people whether it's male or female you know or or Mm. even like why do I find myself in this cycle with my housing and my living situation and so I, I think that we don't actually give it enough credit of something happens we don't process it. We shove it down. We numb it with alcohol, drugs, TV, shopping, sex, whatever. And then we move on because we feel better. <laughs> but we haven't, yeah. addre- we haven't addressed what happened. And we haven't even said like, oh, how do I really feel about that? Because we felt crappy initially. And we, that's, that's as far as we wanted to go with it. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah, so this work can be really uh, instrumental in so many facets too. And, and yes, Trauma is super important, but I I think it's valuable to shed light on all the various ways that practitioners like you and I and and um, the other ones out there that it's not because some people are like, well, I don't, I was, I didn't have any big traumas as a kid, uh, so a you know, one, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and and again, like they don't have to be big, huge, horrible, tragic things. And I, you know, and I think that's the other thing too, is, as our culture has sort of glossed over uh, a lot that is very traumatic, even if it's fleetingly traumatic or what we'll consider minor traumatic, it still has an influence on our health, physical health and our mental health down the road. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone has trauma. I don't care who you are. <laughs> and yeah. and I also don't want to take away from the capital T traumas out there as well, right. either, right? Because there are a lot of us that grow up in, you know, great homes or it really wasn't that broken or it really wasn't that bad, but it's not even, well, what happened to you as a teenager? What happened to you as an adult? What happened to you yesterday? You know, it, that's why healing and all this process, it's just continuous. It's, mm-hmm. it's continuous. And relationships are our biggest mirror of that as well, I find. And those, we don't really get into relationships until our adult life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and it's funny, like even if you don't, because, you know, there, there are practitioners out there that focus on the relationship and they focus on helping people find their love and that all that wonderful stuff and those partners, which are, are amazing. And, but still like it goes into like, what about your work relationships or what about your friend relationships? Or, you know, are you, would you consider yourself a loner? Are you happy being a loner? If you're not, then, you know, then we, again, like start asking the questions. (laughs) How's your self-worth? Like, you know, what, what, how's your like self-care practices, your spirituality, your religious, like, yeah, how's that? Right. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a practice that allows you have a practice? Yes. Yeah. That allows you reflection and gratitude and quiet space. I have recently come back, back to my uh, Kundalini yoga practice, which is a lot of breathing. (laughs) Nice. That's actually, it's so funny. I'm a, I'm a breathwork facilitator and I love yoga. I have not taken up Kundalini yoga. So I think that you just reminded me that that's something I have to do. <laughs> yes. Well, I thought I was on the path of becoming a level one instructor and then I veered off, but now I'm coming back. And <laughs> I, so I'm on day, today will be day five of my first 40 day sadhana in a very long time. And I'm feeling fantastic. And I, you know, after even my first day, cause it's so much of breath work that you can do a whole 90 minute sadhana of just breathing in different ways. And your entire body will vibrate and tingle and it, it's just amazing. And so I, that's why I feel like you and I talking today is such perfect divine timing too. Of <laughs> So that's why I yes. wanted to, to know more about this. And you said it's more feminine too. So I like that. Can you dive more into that? I find a that? lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I got really excited there. I find that there's, I know some, like I said, I know so many facilitators and practitioners and I love what they do so much. And I just love seeing the diversity and all the ways that we can all uniquely tailor and show up for our clients in such an authentic way with the breath. Like it's so crazy what we can do with it. But yeah, like most breath work, I find it's breath work. It's, it's like, you're actually like working out your, your body and your abdomen. And it's a lot of effort, very masculine, very... <laughs> Or, you, you know, and with clarity breath work and the one that I do, it's very soft. It's very gentle. It's very loving. It's very feminine. It's for an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and a lot of talking and feeling and crying and purging in that way. Mm-hmm. I find when you do more masculine styles, you can purge in like a more like ener- energetic way with the fingers, tet, knee, with the tingling, you know. Mm-hmm body aches and pains. It's also different. It's also diverse. 
Yeah. So I was just thinking as you were talking that I feel like the masculine type of breath work, like you sort of just uh, demonstrated like a short, like breath of fire. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. really good for us to get our anger out, our frustrations to really clear out that liver. You know, there's, there's the breath of fire. There's the lion's breath, which is like with your tongue Mm -hmm. out and you're breathing through your mouth, (laughs) (laughs) which sounds really kind of funny, but I can tell you it's super effective and I feel so much better after I do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, the soothingness of the, you know, the slow, deep. And again, I feel like so many of us are in fight or flight all the time and we don't even know Mm. it. And so something else that I'm personally healing through right now is adrenal fatigue. And so it's like... that's a big one. one, And it's so eye-opening, especially for so many years where you tell yourself, oh, I'm doing all these amazing things. I do yoga. I run, you know, um, 10Ks and I do triathlons and blah, blah, blah. And I eat well and I eat clean, blah, blah, blah. And yet I still, it's like, what is going on? And so then you have to like, again, start asking the questions. Okay. Like, am I doing too much? Have I told myself that I have to do this amount to love myself? You know, all these things that I think really produce those ahas and those, again, that awareness and that, that deep awakening that is the, the real healing work. That's not even necessarily like an integrative bandaid, so to speak. (laughs) It's, it goes so deep. It's so all of it's so interconnected. Like with the fight or flight, you're constantly in exhaustion, which goes back to adrenals and hormones, and which is most of us. That's actually what ends up being the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Something to do with your hormones, or because you're fight or flight or stress, which is disease and inflammation. It's all one and the same. And then that's how it relates to like integrative nutrition, you know, because when you're exhausted, when you're not feeling the best, you don't want to eat the best and you don't act the best. You don't surround yourself with the best people. You don't want to do your morning routine. Like it just, it's like this domino effect. Yeah. For me, I think I've, now that I'm, I feel like I'm finally starting to come out of it a little bit. And I think even when I was feeling tired, my solution was to go hike a mountain or to, you know, to to go do (laughs) something, (laughs) which I know is not most people's first inclination, but for me, and I, but I, my point is I don't think I was doing myself any favors by doing that instead of allowing myself the gentleness to heal and to come out of the fight or flight. And, you know, nature is super restorative and I love it. And it, and it is, it is my own medicine in so many different ways. But I think I was still in that Western mindset of just push through it, Lara, or that athletic. I was I was raised as an athlete. I still am an athlete. So it was like, just push through it. You'll be fine. Like, you know, <laughs> like exercise is healthy. <laughs> you know, all the things that we have, again, like have been ingrained in us. And until you take the time to actually say, hey, wait, is this the best thing for me right now in this moment? Maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is to choose something differently and see what arises from that. Have you noticed, um, I've just been noticing with a lot of my clients lately too, there's just like the stigma and this guilt and the shame around resting and not doing enough or being enough. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was raised by, you know, a father who I love dearly, but there's 24 usable hours in every day. 
And, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, stop sleeping the day away, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that good, you know, East Coast. That's even like to me, because I was raised in the Eastern part of Tennessee. And I found like East Coast culture is definitely different than West Coast culture. And I live in California now. And so California is a lot more forgiving with the, you know, go with the flow, man. It's all good. (laughs) But, uh, you know, again, that's so deeply ingrained of, and I think that's too also why I still have pretty much a full-time job while I'm, you know, building my private practice. Most people would probably not do that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So um, still working through some things, obviously, but we're all a work in progress. (laughs) Absolutely. Forever students of life and never stop working on yourself. Never. Yeah. Why would we do that? Yeah, I think that's also like a a good point to make that for all of you out there that are looking for your, you know, perfect practitioner to work with that if, if they tell you they don't have any issues themselves, then maybe keep on looking. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before, but I mean, I resonate. (laughs) She's not wrong. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, awesome. So tell us where people can find you all across the the lovely interwebs. Oh my goodness. So I'm wellness with Kelsey underscore on Instagram. Wellness with Kelsey is my website. I'm actually in the middle of rebranding though, Dr. Lara to Kelsey Marie, just because I am going into more alternative and holistic healing rather than like nutrition based. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll have to give you the updates when those are out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely keep us posted. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, wellness with Kelsey underscore. I love meeting new people and I love having new chats. And do you, and do you only work in your area or do you travel and do you host retreats? So I'm virtual based right now because I'm Mm -hmm. actually in Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm actually starting sister circles with my dear friend, Michelle, who's a sound healer and uh, meditation practitioner with a yoga yin background. Um, So we're creating lots of really great workshops and retreats, both virtual and around the world. So that's something excited to stay tuned for as well. Excellent. All my one-on-one services and Reiki is all distantly and virtual as well. Okay, cool. Yes. And just a friendly reminder to all of you out there, energy transcends space and time. So it is just as effective over virtual or distance than it is in person. And honestly, I find as the practitioner, sometimes a distance session can be more telling for me to receive information versus having the person like right there in front of me sometimes. Honestly, they're just like... I was very resistant and hesitant towards it too, but they're just as powerful, especially if you have an Usui Holy Fire Master, Mm -hmm. which is what I believe you are as well, right? Our ability to transfer and hold that energy is... Yeah, um, I'm angelic, master attuned and Usui, and and my sister is uh, Holy Fire. So, um, yeah. And so it's really interesting when she and I host classes and, and events together, it's very powerful. (laughs) So I can imagine, oh my gosh, I can't wait to attend. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun. So awesome. Okay. Well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to bring forward before we wrap up today? No, um, no, I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to spread the light with you. And I want to share my favorite quote, go within and you will never be without. 
And I think, you know, that's so beautiful and so important for us to remember because it's so important to go within. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. And there is a show notes page where I will put all of your information up. And so again, if there's anything specific you want up there or want published, just um, shoot it over an email and it'll be up. And thank you again, Kelsey. It was great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thanks. Everyone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 